we reflect on what this day means, let us rejoice in the victory of the cross. These attributes we are going to talk about today will help us govern our lives as saints and sons in this world. Christ died so we can have the victory to become what, uh, what we have been called to be. Let us walk in that assurity and draw from the histemi in our terrier. I am still reflecting on the message uh, Wednesday night that Pastor spoke about the resurrection power. It was very powerful, and I, I do have to re-listen to that message again because it's one thing you'll have to, to listen to to really glean at all the, the nuggets that Pastor talked about. I had notes that I was just busy, busy writing. So I've, I've listened to it once, and I intend to listen to it again, but it's really resonated in my spirit this week. I appreciate all the, the revelation knowledge that these scriptures have been used lately at different times. Pastor just spoke a message um, uh, just a few weeks ago uh, on Philippians uh, 4, 6, and 7. But I just feel impressed God has just been highlighting these for us for a reason during this season right now. It is very easy for us to murmur and complain when things don't happen the way we wish they would. But it is God's plan and not ours. We must seek the good, the toe purpose in everything. So the Greek definition of rejoice is a verb as well, 
It is, um... Karyos? Karyos. And it means to be cheerful, calmly happy, or well-off. Impersonable, especially as a salutation on either meeting or departing with someone. So, when we say each other, we want to greet each other, rejoice. You know, when we're leaving each other, we say, rejoice. They did that back in the Bible days, I'm sure. Uh, it also means to be well, a farewell, like goodbye, to be glad, and it means Godspeed. That's also a, a, a greeting, some people say. And hail or joy. So in Philippians 4, 4 through 8, uh, says rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice and we know anytime we see a double issuance in the Bible it has an important meaning and the double issuance denotes a point of intimacy and endearment between God and man and I took some of these quotes that I'm going to be saying out of a line upon line and I want to just give a little tidbit testimony about that book um, it is such a blessing and I know that all of us you know appreciate that book we I use it a lot and um, my sisters and I have started a Bible study on Monday night. Several months ago, uh, Monica had come to us and said, why don't we do a sister Zoom on, you know, a night a week? And, you know, we were doing Zoom a lot this year because of COVID. And so she said, you know, we could do this together. And so we started, I don't remember how many months ago, it's been quite a few months now. And so we picked Monday night to do the Zoom. And it's uh, my four sisters, we all meet seven and we uh, we pray and then each one of us you know whatever the Lord's speaking to us we, we, we just kind of uh, talk about the scripture that or whatever you know whatever it is the Lord's laid on our hearts and so just a few months ago Kathy had uh, uh, come up with the idea about doing uh, the Bible study on uh, prophecy life and supply book because we're in the year of prophecy so uh, it's been a blessing too as well. We're going through the chapters of the book and discussing them kind of like the Holocaust 101 uh, teaching that we did um, that y'all end up in the house here. Anyway, um, what I wanted to say about I had had an extra uh, line upon line book because Stacy had put the, new, the first one out and then she did the new one. And so the, the, one, the first one that I had, I gave it to my older sister Mary. And so she's got this book, and she's really gleaning through it and going through it. But she did a study last week on on our Monday night Bible study. And she really got, you know, was, I want to tell you, my sister Mary has grown so much in the Lord. Uh, she came here one of the seminars and got filled with divers tongues. And she, she uses it all the time. I mean, she speaks in tongues all the time. She's in a, in a, a Baptist church. That's just where she goes because that's where her kids go and so she and her grandkids and so she feels connected with them for that but uh, she sits in there and speaks in tongues <laughs> she you know she just speaks in tongues very quietly you know back in the back pew and um, and it's really amazing you know the, the progress that we have seen her make in the Lord I mean it's just like so so amazing we're all just in awe she did that teaching on last week and 
I mean, she got the book out like online and got a lot of, you know, because some of this is new to her, you know, so she wasn't real sure what it all meant. So she got in there and she got that line upon line book out and she just really, I mean, she just, her, her messages flowed and it was, it was just, you know, we were just all in awe over it because of, of the work that God's doing in her life. And I, I tell you, that book reaches places that you don't even know. I just want to say that it's been, it's been a true blessing. So, um. I wanted to share that back, you know, that's just a testimony of what God's doing, you know, outside of the house here. We don't even, you know, we don't know the lives that are being touched through this message. Um, and I know that there's many lives that are being touched through the, the message that goes out over the Internet and everything. So we're just, we're just rejoicing what God's doing. So Philippians 4, 4 through 8 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto men, the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think of these things. Those things which we have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. I wanted to take the bold printed words and kind of talk about them in their mnemonicos meaning. Um, when we say, we know uh, in Philippians 4.4 4, that the word rejoice twice. So it, uh, we have to rejoice in the plan of God no matter what it is. It says rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. It's pretty straightforward. There's no wavering. We have to stand fast in the pursuit of God's plan and in his purpose for um, our lives. So the first word that I want to talk about is the word Lord. And it is a noun, which is a person, place, or thing. And it is it is wait for it. Yes. It's Caterio. Caterio. That's what I had the definition over here. And um Lord means Caris, uh, and it means the supreme authority. And Curios is the supremacy, it's the controller, God, Lord, Master, and Sir. So, um, there is no other authority upon earth that we serve than God, is Elohim. The heart of God who loves us. It also is the development of the relationship between God and his people. The next word is prayer and it's prosuke. And it means to pray earnestly. Prayer. The, uh, one of the derivatives of it is prosukamai. And it means to worship, is pray to God or to supplicate. And prayer is the pre uh, prayer. The prefix pro means to go forward and to submit uh, 
ourselves on behalf of what the Father wants to do. And Prasuke is a confident declaration in praise based upon a prophetic insight given by the Father in alignment with what he wants to do. This is also a partnership with God according to what he wants done. <coughs> and Prasukimai is formed from pro and yukmai, meaning prayer for moving forward in the will of God that it might be done. It is a verb form of prasuke and details an ongoing action moving ahead from the defined point, uh, point of establishment. It is a proactive, always moving forward. So our prayer is always moving forward in the pursuit of what uh, God wants. You know, it's not our own agenda. It's the agenda of the Father. And our next word here is supplicate, and it come in the, the Greek word of that is deasis, and it means a prayer, a request, or a petition. And one of the root words is denomai, and it means to beg as binding oneself, a petition, beseech, or make request. You know, when God puts a, a, something on our heart to partner with Him uh, about, sometimes you know it requires that pressing. You know, that real pressing and that, and that real, you know, the begging, you know, of, of, of wanting that thing accomplished so we know we're doing, you know, what the Father was wanting. It takes that pressing from our spirit just to, um, just to, you know, partner with Him in that. And, um, and when we do that, we bind ourselves to that situation, don't we? You know, we bind ourselves to it. Uh, and it just becomes who we are, you know? When the Father has put burdens um, upon us. And I want to give a little testimony um, about that situation. Um, in my neighborhood, I have a lady on my right <coughs> that um, is not a Christian. Or I will say she hasn't, she hasn't been a Christian in her life. And the, and the Father has, uh, you know, kind of placed my neighborhood in my heart. I know as, as all of y'all, you know, you pray for your neighborhood. Um, she's been going through a lot of health issues, a lot of, a lot of issues going on in her life. She had a, she fell down and broke her back. And she was um, not at her house. She was in the hospital for quite some time and then in rehab. Well, she came home and then she was um, home just, you know, maybe a month. And she had a stroke and she was back in the hospital and um, not doing well and she just came home a couple of weeks ago and um, she can't walk she's in a wheelchair and um, she lives with her grandson and which is a teenager and so he's really not a lot of help but um, she does have family around and you know people that you know look after her and kind of come in and take care of her but the Lord has laid her on my heart She's been a real blessing to us um, over the years. Whenever she moved in, she really took a liking to my granddaughter. And so, you know, she loves kids. She used to work in a nursery when she worked. And so she she really uh, loves children. And um, she, she would constantly get my little granddaughter, Caitlin, stuff. She'd bring gifts to the house for her. I mean, just shower her with constant stuff, you know. And, you know, she doesn't live the lifestyle I live. You know, but I felt the Lord was connecting us for some reason, you know. And so over the years, well, she's lived there several years, maybe five, six, I'm not sure. I'm not doing the time. 
And um, I've just been praying for him and praying for him and praying for her, you know, that God would just move upon her heart because, you know, she's a sweet lady, but she just doesn't, you know, she was raised differently. She she had a lot of abuse in her life. She's made a lot of commitments, partnered with things that she shouldn't have partnered with, you know, growing up in her life. She's in her 50s. Made wrong choices in relationships, you know, and so I've had a, a burden for her. And um, while she had, uh, was in the hospital uh, with her back situation before she went into surgery, I, you know, I, would, I did call her, you know, a few different times. And I was able to, my, my granddaughter and I was able to lead her to the Lord before she had her back surgery. And so um, I don't know that she totally understood everything there was that we said. You know, I've tried to talk to her about the Lord in the years past, you know, over the years and everything. But she's kind of negative about God because she's had kind of a, a defeatful life. And she's felt like, you know, God really hadn't been there for her. And, you know, people's the way people are because they don't really understand. You know, that is really a submission on their part. But anyway... Um, so I had an opportunity to lead her to the Lord before uh, the night before she was going into surgery. So I was very grateful for that, and, but I don't know that she really totally understood everything there was to understand about it, but it's okay because, you know, God's, gonna, God's the one that does the work in a person's heart, you know, not us. All we have to do is, is be obedient and to be able to walk, walk that out with him uh, through the journey. And, um, and so when she came home, you know, I could see a change in her, you know, but I could see also she started in her same pattern of lifestyle because the friends she would have come to her house and the people she'd have come over there were not the ones that should be there, you know what I mean? And so, um, and then she fell down and she hurt her, uh, you know, she didn't fall down, she had a stroke. And so now she's crippled in a chair. And, you know, I don't know what God's doing in this lady's life, but I feel like he's breaking her, you know? He's, 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 you know, breaking her and making her submissive, you know, so that she will cry out and call on to him. You know, I don't know what God does. You know, when we cry out, we beg and we bind ourselves to a situation and we beseech the Father and, with our, and make requests uh, before the Lord with our petitions. We don't know the, path, the pathway that God's going to take to answer that prayer. And all we can do is just be obedient. But it does, um, but I see God doing the work, you know. Obviously, there's a work being done and I'm grateful for that and then on the left side of our house we have a family there that we've known for a long long time and um, this individual um, they chose to just out of a sudden buy a bar in town you know a club a nightclub well they just poured all their energy into that you know they were out there there of course they owned it so they had an uh, you know they had to take care of what they owned. So they spent uh, all their time there. You know, they were always gone, and they were, you know, running their bar, running their bar. And I was praying, God, and I've been praying in my community. We have several bars in our town. I would go by them, and I'd just, you know, rebuke them, you know, and just pray that God would shut them down, you know, because, you know, that's not a healthy lifestyle for people to be involved in. And so I would just, I would curse them, and I'd just, you know, ask God to shut them down. And, you know, and shut that lifestyle down, you know, in our community. And um, and so through this COVID thing, the, the bar's been shut down. And because they weren't able to open up for so 
long period of time. A lot of places in our in our community have uh, turned over to be restaurants instead of bars. So they have to really serve food in order to serve a beverage. And so now they're really restaurants. And that's what she's become, a restaurant instead of a, a bar. Although they do serve drinks, like, you know, several of them here in Dallas, you know, they all have drinks. But anyway, just um, that's a little testimony, you know, what I see God doing in my community. And, um, and we live in a city that's kind of, you may not think this is uh, significant, but our zip code is 76667. So we have the six, three sixes in the middle of my zip code where we live. And there is a lot of division in our community, in our little city. And, and I mean, over the years we've lived there, I mean, I, I say, thank God it's connected by sevens, you know? <laughs> That's God's number, right? You know, in the midst of the sixes. And so I just see a lot of prayer that, that um, that needs to be done. I know there's many more testimonies that God's doing in our community, but those were the two that were most significant to me, um, you know, my right and on my left next to our house. So I just feel like, you know, we just, you just, you know, we when we deny, when we, you know, deasis, supplication before the Lord, you know, God, God, you know, his desire is for all to come to the fullness of his glory, right? So suffocation is a type of intercession wherein we commune with God as a partner regarding a point of assignment in agreement with his divine plan. It cannot be manufactured or formed by the desires of man. It is always in some measure partnership with what God wants, what God wants done and what he has in mind. When we embark on an objective, we may know the intended result, but we do not know what we may encounter along the way. This plan of God for a situation, we just partner with him to see it fulfilled. Deasis is the Greek word meaning a request, and it stems from the word denomine, which is a word indicating a discussion pertaining to a specific lack or need. You know, when we supplicate with the Lord, it's, it's you know, what, uh, we're supplicating with the Lord on what he wants done. But, you know, it still, you know, involves people in our lives, you know? I think that the Father really desires for, for you know, our community to function as he as he as his plan is. Um, so when we deny and when we deasis before the Lord for a, something that's on our heart, the Father hears our prayers, and you know we just have to allow for Him to do the work. You know, it's not our work; it's the, it's the Father's. So the next word is thanksgiving, and it's a term, um, it's eucharisto, uh, and it's thankfulness, and it's giving of thanks, and um, gratitude, and active, grateful language to God as an act of worship. It also has to do with the communion. I was so thankful, um, you know, we had communion in our house on Friday. And we came up early yesterday morning, and I was able to be here for a first Saturday prayer, and I was so delighted when I came in, and the communion uh, elements were still there in the front. You know, I was able to have communion again with the Father uh, yesterday morning. It was, uh, it was a real special time and a, a real blessing before the Lord. And uh, Thanksgiving is Eucharista, and it comes from and another root word of this Eucharistos. Um, and it's a term in the New Testament. It's a Greek word, meaning the grace to complete, to accomplish the purpose of God. 
It is the table of grace set before us, coupled with the purpose of God. It is a, a labor. It is to labor with God in moving into a new day. There is always more that God wants from us. In grace, we, we walk with Him in it. This is how we move forward. At communion, we look for the fresh word in an empowerment with thanksgiving. The breaking of bread speaks of our being willing to be broken before we can move forward in grace. And I was just blessed to be able to, you know, I know we can have communion every day at our home, you know, and we should have it quite often. But it was just a, it, it was really a, a special time yesterday morning. And Friday, Pastor's Prayer Primer, that was real powerful. Um, it was just, I don't it was just such a special anointing on that. And I thank, I thank the Father for that. Amen. Are there any comments? Michael getting married 
and then um, it was just boom, boom, boom. We had all of our children now, all of our immediate children are married. And that's just really huge because a lot of them have made choices to live you know, live together and stuff like that, which, you know, is not God's covenant. We have one more working on, and that's Ben, but God's doing the work in his heart. He's either going to sever this, you know, he's going to sever the relationship or he's going to bind it together. And we know that God's, you know, in the midst of it. And, um, but if we've just had a fruitfulness this last year and a half, we've had so many different weddings, you know, and it's been just beautiful. My son, you know, got divorced about uh, six years ago. Um, and he met a girl a couple of years ago, and they were seeing each other and dating, you know. Well, all of a sudden, in August, they got engaged, and then they got married in December. I mean, it was just that quickly. And it was a, a, a beautiful Christian girl. I mean, I could never ask for any, anything else. God knew just exactly what he needed. It took me a long time to see my prayer answered for my child, but God did it. And this has been such a fruitful year for our family. I mean, it's just been amazing. Just one after the other, God has just closed the door of relationships, and they bound it to the Lord. And they all got married in church. Every one of them were Christians got married in church. And that's just really huge. Now, God's not done. He's not done. But, you know, all of our the siblings, all of our children are married now, except Ben. But Ben's been in a relationship for a long time with this woman. And she has been wanted, she's wanted to get married, but he has been a little bit stubborn about it. And he, because of past hurts and past relationships, and he just doesn't, you know, angry and he doesn't trust and he's afraid, which I get it, I understand. But, you know, God, God's doing the work. It's just been so miraculous to see the work that God's done just over the last year and a half in, in our children. And it's just really beautiful. The next word uh, we're going to talk about is request, and it comes in uh, the Greek uh, word for this is uh, atenomai, and it's an asking, a petition, a request, and, and the root word of that uh, it comes from stems from the word uh, atedio, and it means a thing asked for, beg, call for, crave, desire, and require. And when we go to God with our petition, asking for His will to be done in every situation is not our desire that we seek, but the will of God's to be done. The next word we're going to talk about is understanding, and it's this word, noose. And it's a divine or human in thought, feeling, or will, the intellect of an individual, their, the intellect of their mind. And a root word of that is uh, uh, genosco, and it means to know, absolute, in a great variety of applications and in and in with many implication allow be aware of feel have knowledge perceive be resolved or be sure and to understand and the scripture here says in seven it says and the peace of god which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds through christ jesus you know we don't understand all that's going on and all that God's plan is for a, a particular situation, but we know that as long as we live our life according to Him in an absolute way, and as long as we follow the, His statutes and govern our life according to His plan, and partner with Him for the things that that uh, we know that He wants done, then everything's going to work out according to God's plan. 
And here in verse 7, and it says, in the peace of God, we know that peace doesn't mean that there's an absence of conflict. We know that the peace means that we have war after something, that we have stood, that we have fought the battle, and we have come back and we're victoriously. So it says, the victory of the Lord, which passes all understanding, shall keep our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. And we just have the surety knowing that God is on the throne and that, you know, what the Father wants done, we partner him, him, partner with him in that, then we will see that thing accomplished. And as we've testified this morning, we've seen uh, the miracle hand of God uh, move in our family. And the word understanding is not our own thought or feeling, but it's a divine desire for a situation. We have to release any, everything to God. He will guide us in this, this in His desired pathway. Not my will, but God's. This. This may not be easy, but it's the only way. He sees and he knows all things. When we trust him with everything, the situation will work out according to his will. That has to be our ultimate goal in life. And it's not easy to lay things down and give them to God and to just and to to submit, you know. But over the year, you know, when we as we walk with the Father, we know that that's the only way. That's the only way to go because. We know what we do with our own carnal ability and our own carnal mind, what will happen. The next word here is true. And the Greek word is alethist. And it's as not concealing truth, truly or truth. And we know that that's a real struggle in our world today, the truth. People don't want to know the truth. They don't believe the truth. They don't want to know it. They want to believe a lie. They want to believe, you know, what their own iniquities uh, think, what their own iniquities feel, or how it makes them feel as an individual. But we know that when something is true, it is no longer hidden. And that's our job as uh, saints, right, is to uh, reveal the truth. As it says here, as not concealing. We need to walk, to walk in the truth is to partner with God to bring to uh, bring to forth what is hidden and not known. Truth is not a set of facts. It is the fullness of the ways of God and brings freedom. People today don't want to hear the truth or the facts. I have encountered this with a friend uh, of mine that I work with, and I've worked with this lady for lots of years, long, long time, and we and we're uh, we're friends, we're coworkers, but we see things. You know, we look things through a different lens. Let me just say it like that. Um, you know, she is a Christian. You know, she goes to church. She believes in the Lord. Um, she hasn't always been a Christian. She just, you know, recently uh, got saved, you know, maybe a few years ago. But in sharing some of my feelings and my thoughts about the world and things that are going on that we've had to struggle with the last year, you know, with the election and everything, um, I've been accused of being, I guess, racist, you know, because because of my because of my beliefs and what I what I believe and what I and I really do believe them. And um, when I have spoken the, the truth to an, a, you know this individual, I've been accused of the reason that I don't understand life for the way that it really is is because I'm white. Well, what does what does my race have? 
You know, it has nothing to do with the truth. But, you know, we battle that in this world today. And I live in a community of um, a racial community. I mean, we have multicolor uh, uh, people that live there. And, you know, it, they walk around with attitudes and, you know, self-righteous ways that they feel like they, 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 they deserve to be treated a special way because of who they are. And, you know, it doesn't have anything, life doesn't have anything to do with that. And so we live in a world where people, they don't want to know the truth. They don't want to partner with the truth. They want to trade uh, the truth for a lie very quickly. It's the spirit of the world that we live in today, and the Antichrist spirit that has that has got has control over our lives. And I know we've talked about these attributes uh, a lot this last year in lots of different messages that we've given. And um, I've heard from the, this house this year. And um, you know, we just—it's a struggle that our world is in today, and we we can't we can't. We can't walk away from the truth, though. We have to continue to keep me speaking it out, no matter whether it's profitable or not, because, you know, that's our job. You know, we're not popular, right? <laughs> Amen. Does anybody have any comments? Okay, our next word is honest, and it comes from this word, a uh, Greek word meaning semnos, and it means vulnerable. Honorable, brave, and honest. And it comes, uh, another root word, which is a verb. It's an action. It's uh, sebnomi. And it means to revere, to adore, to devout, as, a relig uh, as religious, or worship. And uh, honest is this word, vulnerable. That means worthy or respect of reverence of dig dignity in reference to a devout religious person. It is refer referring to God and to his deity. So, you know, honest, we have to be honest because we're representing the kingdom. We're, re we're representing Christ in our life. You know, it's a reverence, a reverence that we have before the Lord to declare his truth and his honesty in the gates. Amen. Our next word is this word just, and it's uh, uh, dinosco, and it means equitable, equitable in character or act, which means it's the proper way to act by implication of being innocent, holy, just, or righteous, which is right standings with the Father. One of the words um, that comes from that is decay, and it means to be right as self-evident. Um, and it comes from the uh, word diacrino, which means justice, the principle, a decision, or its execution, judgment, punishment, and vengeance. And we've seen a lot of this in our world today with um, With things that's been going on in our in our world uh, pertaining to the court system, um, you know, people just training the truth for a lie. Amen. 
So just is whatever is right, fair, deserved, merited, lawful, proper, correct, true, equitable. We are to think on these things. Amen. We don't partner with the world today and join in their ways of thinking. We are set apart to do the work for the Father. And the next word is this word pure, and it means, uh, it's hognos, means properly, clean, innocent, modest, perfect, chaste, clean, or pure. And um, one of the root words is uh, hognos. It's sacred, physically pure, moral, blameless, or religious, consecrated, holy, and a saint. So whenever we're operating in a pure fashion before the Father, we're operating as a saint. We're operating in that, that hagias, um, right standing, the moral right standing with God. The next word is pure. No, the next one is lovely. And it's this word, uh, it's a Greek word uh, meaning prophesilis, and it means lovely. And pros means is a preposition of a direction to move, move forward to or towards. And filio is uh, to be a friend to, fond of an individual or an object, having affection for, denoting personal attachment as a matter of sentiment or feeling. And lovely, we are to think on these things that are pure and holy, that are the ways of God. We can't function operating on the, op the opposite. We have, to, we, have, we have seen that in the world today, haven't we? We have watched the hatred control our country these last few years. It has ruled our country and tried to destroy the spirit of God by dividing us and trying to separate. Amen? Does anybody have any comments? Well, it's hard to do that too in, I mean, in our world today to have that kind of an attitude these are really attributes that are really they're really tough to govern our life by but you know if, if we're going to walk as a saint and a son we have to we have to do this we have to we have to be set apart we have to come out come out from among us right and be and be set apart set apart and be different and i feel like god is just really speaking to us in this in this season um, about these because we've had lots of discussion about this um, over the last couple of years, um, you know, here at this house, and and these verses, some of these verses have been really. I know Les uh, spoke about Philippians uh, four in uh, taking up um, the offering this week, a couple of weeks ago or recently, and then Pastor had a message, um, eyes forward or something. I remember, he spoke about that. Anyway, um, <laughs> well, everybody stop.
because of what lied ahead, it was like it really was like the prose. It was like the, mm -hmm. those things had to happen for the path to be fulfilled. And so, I mean, how many of us can say that we do the same thing? <laughs> Hopefully, all of us. But it, it, you said it. You know, it's hard to do that. But what we always have to be mindful of is the Father's plan and, and what that means in our setting. We be that friend in the midst of any circumstance, knowing that it is going to progress the plan of the Father. That that's just the only way I can get it. I like that. That's what it says to me. Well, I like say love and friend. All that. But instead of saying lovely, you could say loving and then first. Yeah. It's changing. A word for Leo, you know, to be a friend to You know, and it's the way that we that we we perceive situations too. You know, we can perceive them with our own iniquity. You know, with our own plan or with our own thought, with our own desire. It doesn't say that people will be your friend. Right. Right. You know what I had. When I had that incident with my friend that we'd known for a really long time, and she accused me of, you know, of being white, and that's why I didn't understand. Oh my gosh, you're white! I didn't under. I mean, I really got. There was something inside of me wanted to rise up, but I didn't. And I, I, you know, I was taken back. I was just, I was floored actually that that kind of a thing would have even come up in the conversation, and. You know, and, and you're going to be put on the spot sometimes in the life we live, and when we, when we take a stand for for righteousness, and and sometimes it's not always going to be easy <laughs> for us to you know bite our tongue and to walk away because you know we want our point being made known. You know, sometimes we want our our opinion, um, our justified facts or whatever. But you know. We're not called to do that, are we? Well, it, it kind of puts in mind a statement you made earlier about what does my color have to do with God, you know, or the truth. And it, it 
Right. It's not spiritual anyway. No. I mean, except for the enemy's trying to engender that division. But when you think about that's just an entanglement. So to even in, to even enter into those conversations and to even, like you said, defend yourself or feel like you have to make your point to be right or correct, that's just an entanglement of the affairs of this life. And, and certainly, I think we could say the enemy is pretty much made like the cares of this world or the affairs of this life to be so prominent mm-hmm. in our lives. I mean, it's in our faces. Yeah, we do have to just, we have to really check it and have a check in our spirit over that kind of stuff, too. I mean, it's easy to engage, you know, but that's not our job is to engage. So, uh, this next attribute is a good report, and it's a euphemist, and it means well-spoken of, reputable, a good report, and yui means a good, well, and well done, and femi means a saying or a rumor. So then again, you know, we have to be careful about what we speak. We got to be careful about what we say. We got to be careful about, um, really, we have to be careful about too in this world who we offend. You know, we have to speak the truth, but we can't partner with what the division that our world is in today. Uh, the next one is virtue, and it's this Greek word arteia, and it means properly manliness, valor, excellent praise, or virtue. And um, a virtue is how we govern our life by, by properly operating in the things of God. We represent God in everything we do. We have to, do, to be who he has called us to be, to be upright, walking before him. And the last word we're going to go over is praise. And it's this uh, word euphem- euphemist. And it means concretely a commendable thing, praise. Epi, epi means to go towards and upon. And ano is to praise God or praise. And God wants his people to be those who speak of his beauty, his goodness, and his purpose. It is through our relationship with him, prophetically aligning ourselves for what we are called to do and be, an adoration of the beauty and the wonder of the Lord, of God in our lives. And as it has been spoken several times this morning, you know, it's not always that easy to, um, to, to live this virtuous life, to, to live a holy, honest, under, uh, pure, and good report, and a lovely in the world that we live in today because um, of all the, the demonic forces that, that are governing our land. But we can be victorious in the Lord.
Amen. Are there any more comments? my friend I work with yeah she didn't she didn't um, yeah she says that I don't understand uh, truth because I'm white well she says she is
person's gone through if they've had cancer, and I have not had cancer, or a person who doesn't have a leg, and I've always had both of my legs, or someone who's gone through the war. I have no idea what that person's gone through. It doesn't make me a person against that person. It just means, yes, I don't understand what you've been through. Even as a black person or an Asian or any other person who might feel like because of where they were born or what the color of their skin is, makes them have a different experience than someone else. But, I mean, everyone's experienced oppression since the beginning of time. And it's, it's I mean, the thing that's so crazy to me is that the, the enemy's done such a number on that. You, it doesn't matter how many arguments you make that make sense, that have nothing to do with God even, just to say, as person to person, I don't know how most of the world life has lived their life because I did not experience it myself from their point of view. You know, the point is, is to be compassionate over what other people have gone through. You know, giving uh, mercy so that you can receive mercy. You know, be an extension of His grace so that you can receive grace. But you can't even talk in any kind of plain terms that just make common sense. Just saying common sense. Because there's a deception and an absolute malaise of delusion that has, has overtaken the It is. For me personally, if I do it over no social injustice, it's just my own offense. And that offense just absolutely binds you. Yes. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. And another thing, like you're saying. And like you're saying, you know, we don't know what that person's gone through. We don't understand. You know, um, it's it's hard to understand if you, unless you, you know, walked in that in, in the same kind of situation. But, you know, the word doesn't have anything to do with and that's and that's you know and that's when you're a Christian, your your focus should not be you know in alignment with those things. So, anyone else? Well, it could it could be the same in our walk with the Lord if He asks us for something. Amen. You know, we can harden our hearts and be justified in our own whatever, or we can be submissive and surrender and give it up. I mean, honestly. I'm
name names in this room, but I've seen some of you lay down some really, really hard things. And your life is so beautiful and fruitful because you've done that. You know, and that's really the journey that we're all on. And we can wrestle with God and He can break our hip, you know. <laughs> you know, and and we can walk with a limp the rest of our lives because we didn't do it or we can just surrender. Because either way, it's what God wants anyway. This is personal. This is for you. Um, I see very strongly on you a holy boldness, you know, to actually witness to people. And uh, I've known you quite a while now. So as I close today, let our minds be in Christ and the peace of God be, with, uh, be upon us. And we know that that peace is not an absence of conflict. The peace is, uh, is the victory of us overcoming the battle that we live in in our life. Amen? Amen. Amen.